too. Welcome to Movies for Lunch, or three... It's four, right? Not with? It is for lunch. <laughs> okay. I don't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll say that slowly so it can sink in. Welcome to Movies for Lunch. Man. Where three co-worker... Co-workers. <laughs> co-workers. Take it away. Co-workers. Yes. Talk about movies and uh, TV shows and uh, whatever else we want to talk about, but it's mostly that. So it is almost always that. We've got a jam-packed episode today. We do. And uh, we've got a hard stop because Jason has a meeting. Whoops. And we spent a little bit of time already complaining about work. So we're going to jump right in. That's right. Does anyone have any movie news that's not trailer related? I sure do. Okay, let's start with that. The Golden Globe nominations were released a few days ago. That's right. Um, did you see them? I, I did a little cursory scroll past what they were. I've looked through them a few times. We won't do a deep dive. No. Because I'm sure listeners will do it again when the Oscars come out and we'll talk about awards movies. Yeah, we'll save our big awards thing for January, I think. Some takeaways. So, a favorite movie of ours, Ford v. Ferrari, did not get very many nominations. Really? Which I guess is not a huge surprise, but is also a little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, it only got one for, can you guess... Best film in a drama? No. Is it an acting award? It's an acting. Is it for Matt Damon? No. It's Christian Bale. Christian Bale Christian Bell got nominated. That's it? That is it. Oh, I actually did not notice that. Yeah. Most of the stuff I saw were people that were mad about, um, like, us not getting really any, yeah. any love. Yeah. Or, or Little Women didn't get very much love either. What? Yeah. The little Women out? Uh, no, but they it's get been screened. screeners. Yeah. Oh. So, for you guys that don't know, the Golden Globes are the awards by the Hollywood Foreign Press. So like newspapers and uh, media stations outside the United States. It's just funny little trends that you see with the Golden Globes. Like they really care about movie stars and they just like, there's different things that seem to get nominated and rewarded compared to like the Oscars and Screen Actors because it's like they prioritize different things. So for example, um, Apple Plus's TV show, The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell. It got nominated for, like, a bunch of stuff. and I have been seeing on Twitter, though, that that has been improving as a show. Maybe. I just did a quick Rotten Tomatoes search, and it's got 64%. Oof. It looked like Both Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon were nominated for Best Actress. Two submissions in the same category. It's just is kind of... It's just kind of silly. I, I guess I can't talk too much about that because I haven't seen it. It just seems We did review weird. the trailer. We did review the trailer, and it did not get very good reviews from us. I'm sure there's actual, like, data out this somewhere, but do you know how much of these trends that happen in the Golden Globes, what that actually translates to into the Oscars? Is there a lot of crossover, or is it... Not a lot. Okay. I mean, generally, the groups are pretty, same, pretty much the same. Like, there's one or two that won't make it. Like, for Best Picture. And the other thing that the Golden Globes does that most award shows don't do is they have two categories. One for drama and oh, one for yeah. musical or comedy. It'll be interesting to see which ones get picked and slotted into, um, like, Oscar Best Picture. I, I did see one thing that was funny was that uh, Disney's Lion King was submitted as an animated feature. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> so you ready for the, uh, for the nominees? We'll just do the Best Pictures. Okay. Best Picture for Drama, 1917. Okay. The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Joker. <laughs> Jason's shaking his head. 
Marriage Story. Sure. And The Two Popes. That mm-hmm. is three of the five are Netflix. That is very interesting. Yeah. I I would be interested to see if that is the same. I kind of doubt it will be for with the Oscars because the Oscars have famously been like uh, condescending to Netflix and streaming services and like not awarded them when they should have. I don't see the Oscars ignoring The Irishman or Marriage Story. I don't think picture. so either, but I think... I don't know. The two popes got a bunch of nominees. That's weird. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. It's not yet, though. It hasn't been released yet. Okay. Yeah, it's got... Marriage Story just came out, but I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. I mean, The Two Popes looks good. It kind of looks like Green Book-esque in tone. I guess it's huh. kind of like a comedy drama. And so I bet it's, like, thematically the same kind of, like, vibe of, like, heavy topics but kind of in a fun, like, go-lucky kind of way, like, nothing too heavy, and some great, like, kind of anchored by some great acting. Interesting. Okay. So, anyways, that's drama. Here's musical or comedy. Dolomite is My Name, another Netflix. Yep. Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, uh-huh. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rocket Man. I'm pretty happy with that group. Yeah, that's good. I, I haven't seen Dolomite, but I've neither. heard it's... But, I've uh, heard that uh, at least the performance of Eddie Murphy is great in it, is what yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Did we talk about this before, how there was this movie from, um, was it Nigeria or Africa or some African country that is like partially in English, and it's really good. It failed to qualify because it's partially in English. Hmm. The best foreign language hmm. film has to be in another language besides English. It's a weird, like... Like entirely or percentage-wise? I think it's percentage-wise. There was a lot of, like, people upset because it's like, this is a great movie that will not get recognized because it fails to qualify for this category, kind of, like, for a dumb reason. What's the movie name? The title? I don't know. It's from... We can't look it up. I can't look it up either. We're not helping the problem here. I know, I know. I forgot, but basically the argument was, like, English is the is the uh, language of this country. So foreign film. It's a foreign film in their film, native language. In their native language, but it can't qualify for best foreign film because it's partially in English or mostly. And I think it's the stronger category. So listen to the lineup that they have this year for best foreign language film. Okay. The Farewell. Okay. Parasite. Right. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Okay. Pain and Glory and Les Miserables. So three of those movies. I haven't seen Pain and Glory, but I've heard it's really good. But Parasite and The Farewell and Portrait of a Lady on Fire are three of the best movies of the year. So I have a question. They can definitely... You can run any movie you want in Best Picture. So like, I don't know. You could run Parasite in Best Picture because they ran Roma, and Roma's all in Spanish. That's true. But these different rules... If you obviously are like, our movie's going to get drowned out in Best Picture, obviously we're going to run it in something else. And we see if there's different qualifiers for other categories. Am I understanding that correctly? Uh, I think so, because there was a year where um, somebody ran as Best Supporting Actor, or they the studio put him as Best Supporting Actor because he was more likely to win. Yeah. And like he somehow qualified for that. I've seen some people on film Twitter kind of grouse about that of... What, what qualifies someone as a supporting or a best, like a main actor, or like yep. how much screen time should qualify them. Yep. I just thought the best foreign language film was like very stacked this year. Steph, do you ever watch the award shows? Nope. I've never watched them. 
Interesting. Are you ever going to start watching them? Uh, probably not. For this podcast, are you going to? Okay, I would watch it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. All right, so we just watched the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Steph, first reaction. Yeah. I think it looks good. She thinks it looks good. I think it looks good. A couple things that are interesting. This is written and directed by Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman, who wrote and directed the original Ghostbusters, oh, along fun. with like Harold Ramis, um, who is was one of the original Ghostbusters. I have never seen the original Ghostbusters. Whoa! It's, Steph. it's really good. You it's should great. Watch it. it holds it's up. Really it's yes. awesome. It's one of the best movies from the 80s for sure. Yeah. Oh. Second one is less loved. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's still good. I mean, um, yeah, this one looks good. Very Stranger Things. Yes. Um, very stranger very things. gritty, um, evil. But yeah, not as lighthearted. But they're definitely trying to. This is the next generation. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I think it's a smart way to make this. Uh, absolutely. I think that especially since um, they did the female Ghostbusters like yeah. just a few years ago, I think if you had if I think if you would have done another comedy, people would have just like written it off. Yeah. But I would have been more excited for this movie if it had come out like four years ago. Sure. I feel like this style of like you know, kind of grungy like Stranger Things has been done a lot. Well, and Finn Wolfhard is right there, too. Exactly. So evoking that yeah. as well. Is that the Absolutely. Things? Yeah, he's Kid. one of the kids. I mean, because, like, It kind of did the, the uh-huh. two, and... Um, also with Finn Wolfhard. Also Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> that guy can't get away from this. <laughs> uh, Steph, you made a face when we mentioned a female Ghostbusters movie. Did you realize... What a stupid idea. A couple years... Well, well a lot, at least half the internet agreed with you. Yeah. It, it was... Some... The, the reaction to it was so... Ridiculous. It was really like people definitely like blew it out of out of the water. I mean, you've got your. I think it was worse than the Last Jedi movie. stuff. <laughs> people were so un irrationally upset about it. Oh yeah, that they were rebooting the Ghostbusters with with women. I know, I know. It was, yeah. And I saw it, and it was Rotten it was okay. It was okay. Was it okay? My wife really liked it. Like she liked it a lot, and she was even said like, I think it's just a different kind of humor that people aren't used to. I, I can see that too because Ghostbusters, I don't think the first Ghostbusters was never intended to spawn any kind of multimedia franchise. It was just a comedy that Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, yeah, that they came up with. I do feel a little bad that they've just dropped that the female led one. I know it didn't it didn't it? get a fair shot. Yeah, was some it people like liked female it. Female led or was it just like all female cast? It was like yeah, the the Ghostbusters, the four Ghostbusters were all girls. Like Kate McKinnon and Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig. Oh yeah, Kristen Wiig. That's what I'm saying. A really good cast yeah, and Paul Feig directed Kristen it. Yeah, he directed Bridesmaids. So like it had a lot. Like, the DNA was there for it to be really good, but I think people just were man the vitriol. It was well, just unreal. Like, yeah, the mad internet, people were internet trolls just <laughs> sinking their teeth into that one. Oh my gosh, so dumb. Anyway, the, I am pretty excited for this. I think it looks good. I love Paul Rudd. And Carrie oh, Coon yeah. looks Carrie really good too. Coon. She's can do uh, no wrong. Honestly, are we all going to see that movie? Probably. Based on that trailer, would yeah, you see, see that it. movie? Sure. Yeah. Me too. Did you check the classification? Why would I betray you? I react first. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'll see that. That looks fantastic. 
I am so excited. Really? I've been hurt before by James Bond movies, <laughs> but that looks so good. I disagree. Oh! <laughs> Are you kidding? That looks... Make your case. It looks, it looks fine. That looks awesome! It, it's writing all the wrongs of Spectre. No, it's building off a bad movie. It can retroactively <laughs> fix that. Maybe. But, so that's that's my first critique, is it's building off a bad movie, Inspector, which was the worst of the Daniel Craig movies. Mm, okay. Secondly, it looks like they're putting a lot of weight on his relationship with Leah Seydoux. I'm fine with that. And she's great, but, like I said, the last movie, I didn't really, like, think that... Like, if it was building off of, like, his relationship with... Um, Vesper Lind. Is that the Casino yes. Royale girl? Yes, yeah. uh-huh. That would I would be much more intrigued by that. I think this is making the best of a bad situation. Maybe, but why? Like, why don't you just like do something different? Like, why do you have to like fix Spectre? Like, just leave because it. Because it's his last one. He he left with her at the end of the movie. Uh, I guess. Look, um, it's gonna be great. So this is my second problem with this trailer. Okay. There is a lot going on. I will agree with that. I was like, this looks like a That's kid. just because it's the trailer, though. You can't judge the movie based no, no, on No, 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 no. Yeah, but... Not even... I mean, maybe. Maybe it flows really well. But, like, they introduced a bunch of people, a new 007. You've got Christoph Waltz, who was the bad guy from the last one. And you've got a new bad guy. I think Christoph Waltz just shows up for, like, a second, just to, like, give some exposition. And the main villain is Rami Malek. Okay. And then you've got all this Leah Sedu stuff, which is, like... Looks great. So there's that's like, and then you've got his American. I mean, there's a there's a, Jeffrey a, Wright's been in a ton of the movies. No, 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 I know, but he is like he's like I need you to do my favor. I need you to do something for me. So I'm maybe, sure they're all connected. Yes, but that's a lot of plot points that you're just you're introducing in the trailer. Like, I don't know. I don't have high hopes that this team can pull it off. I do. It's Carrie Fukunawa, who directed all of the first season of True Detective. Well, it's going to be uh, Sam a... Mendes did the, the Spectre, didn't he? He did Skyfall and Spectre. Yeah. Okay, sure. But Two, like, Skyfall is great and Spectre is terrible. Daniel Craig looks like he's in this one. That was one of my beasts with Spectre was Daniel Craig just looks like he's sleepwalking through the entire movie. I actually had the opposite uh, takeaway. From Spectre? No, from this trailer. It looked like he was, like, just tired. No, it looks like he's back, baby. <laughs> it's his last one. He does not want to end on a That's bad That's what note. he said last time. That's what he said with Spectre. No, he was pretty negative during... Remember all of, like, the press tour of Spectre? He was like... People were like, you gonna do another James Bond? And he joked that he would rather slit his wrists. Yeah, exactly. But it's been five years. <laughs> he's well-rested. He's back! I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna be very good. No. I'm going on record saying it's going to be very... Good. I'm going on record saying that it will be the third best Daniel Craig movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a low bar. <laughs> I think. I think Daniel Craig movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig Bond. Bond. Okay. All right. Good thing we cleared that up. Oof. Oh, the other thing I didn't like about Spectre was I thought none of the action sequences were very good. This one already had a couple moments when I thought, like, when he drives the motorcycle all the way up. and oh, There was a couple cool. moments where I was like, the action in that trailer is better than the action in the entire movie of Spectre. I hope they've learned from their mistakes. <laughs> I've never seen Spectre, so. Well, you're not missing anything. Yeah, it's not. It's really bad. You know, I think I already shared this with you, Chris, but I saw someone tweet that in the time between the release of Spectre to when this movie is released... 
we have had Star Wars The Force Awakens, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, Solo, and The Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Isn't that weird? That was so long ago that That's Spectre so came many. out. Well, and like I said, the first time you brought that up, is like, nobody ever, I don't know, I wasn't like, oh yeah, let's get another Daniel Craig Bond in there. I, I know, was I was like, ready to, to move on. I was also very blah on the whole concept of it, but then this trailer so, turned me around. It's, oh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge was brought on to punch up the script. That's why I feel better about it, too. I just, like, I don't understand. Like, you did it twice. Like, you made great Bond movies two times. Like, fantastic. The best Bonds, in my opinion. And then I get I get that Quantum of Solace, like... Look, that is par for the course for this series. <laughs> you know what I mean? They make great ones, then they have, like, four duds in a row. All right. It happens all the time. I just... I'm so hopeful after, you know... Casino Royale and then Skyfall, I was like, yeah, they get it. And even Quantum of Souls, it was bad. I was You blamed it on the writer strike. Right. It was like... The production issues, I was like, well, okay, that makes sense. You can see the seeds of what could have been a, a pretty good movie. And that Spectre was just so lazy and all of the worst tropes of every Bond movie. Honestly, all of the worst tropes of like what's in popular cinema now. Yeah. Of like, we have to have some kind of interconnected universe and like a big, a grander, everything has to matter. Like, yeah. they made it so all of... Daniel Craig's stories were all part of a part of Blofeld's plan, and he was their brothers. It's stupid. Well, and there was no, there was zero internal struggle with Bond. Like no. it seemed like, you know, Casino Royale and um, Skyfall. That's what made them so good. And you know, Daniel Craig, to his credit, you know, like hit it out of park when he was. You could see that in him that he was going through those internal challenges and like had this internal arc. But in Inspector, I think they tried to do it, like have uh, freaking Blowfield be this like significant person to him, but it didn't land. And he was as like callous and uncaring. And he, I don't know, like just the way that he he would just like the women would like come in and out of that movie. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Look, you're gonna get no pushback from me. That movie <laughs> is a dud and terrible. <laughs> I do think they're building up something again with having some kind of internal conflict with him, like. Skyfall was so good about showing an aging James Bond and how he's going to deal with that, and I feel like they're going to play off that yeah. and how he's phasing out yeah. of being a double O, and they have this new. Anyway, I think it's going to be good. I'm going to see it. All right, let's keep let's keep this trailer All right. race. I had really one more I wanted to show. Have you ever been in love? A long, long time ago. All right, Steph. First reactions. Wow. The first half, I really liked. And then I just felt like there was a lot going on. Which is how I felt about the first trailer. I remember seeing it and being like, this is all in one movie? There's like these island with all the women, and then there's a thing, and it's then there's all, It's called Themyscira, Stephanie. Themyscira. That, that's the island, yeah. It's just, yeah. It was like I this 80s agree. movie. And then when they were running on the block things in some arena, what was that? I don't know, but I loved that trailer. Yeah, it's a good trailer. It's a really good trailer. Look, I would say 80% of why I love that trailer is the music selection. <laughs> mm -hmm. That music slaps. That was a really good choice. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is a Marvel movie, right? Like, DC has abandoned whatever gritty tone they were going good. for. Good. Yeah, absolutely. That because even you saying that should not be how people are talking about Marvel and DC against each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like DC movies should have, not all of them, but they should be like bright and vibrant. Absolutely. And Marvel yeah. should have some more dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's true. This I, 
this, the course correction that the Wonder, Wonder Woman movies have done is fantastic. It's saving that franchise. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And Aquaman, too. There's uh, only one Wonder Woman so far, right? Yes, but it came out like right in like the tail end of all like the Snyder aesthetic type DC movies. It came out in between Batman v Superman and Justice League, and it just by far and away was the best one. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> still, it's still I, the I think best I have one. problems with it, with sure. like narratively, but sure. it is so much better of a movie, and this looks so much fun. Yeah, it looks it, it did looks look great. Fun. It does. I'll Her see hair it. Cool. I'm sure she. I love yeah. the '80s. Every Pedro I mean, Pascal looks fantastic in that. Yeah, he does look really he? funny. He's the Mandalorian. I do know. If you that. didn't recognize him from that, <laughs> no. I have watched that trailer a couple times too. So to be fair, I've been able to like digest what's going on. But I think that looks really good. The action looks really good too. The action does look, look really, really fun. And I love Kristen. Chedowick. Kristen Wiig is Kristen the Wig. is the villain in this movie. <laughs> Who's Ch- Kristen Chenoweth? Kirsten Chenoweth. Oh right, right, is right. Chenoweth. I don't know. Shoot, Wicked. Yeah, yeah. Wicked. Okay. Um, I Kristen Wiig. I, love I will her. also say I have I was not very excited for that movie, and that trailer really psyched me up for it. And I, I'm more excited for that than like Black Widow and it and yeah. Eternals. Yeah, I see that. I it's, yeah. yeah, it looks really good. It does look good. Chris Pine's great always. The How is he still alive? I don't know. It sounds like they'll. I wonder if there will be a satisfying explanation for how he's back. Maybe he's evil. I yeah, mean, I don't know. I, I have be, no idea. Actually, might be a weird evil zombie. Okay, we don't have time to get to these other trailers, but they both look very good. The first one is the Mulan trailer, the Mulan live action I trailer, which I haven't good. actually it seen. Good. It looks great. Shoot. It is the only live Disney live action remake that I am excited to see. Uh, here we go. Chris's long time vendetta we've had on this podcast <laughs> no, uh, against I, uh, the Disney live action movies. It looks like the first property where they like is actually going to ve- really benefit from being live action and being t- like told again. I know a lot of people are getting annoyed that like Mushu and some of the like I guess the music's not really in it, but you you can't <laughs> just watch the cartoon if that's what you want. Yeah. Like there needs to be a reason to make it live action. Yeah, you can't do it shot for shot. Like I think people have, I hopefully Disney scene now is like if you do a freaking Lion King again, like <laughs> people are over that. Like make it a little different. Like people. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know what lesson they learned from that. Lion King and Aladdin both made over a billion dollars. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I mean, anyways. Um, so there's that one, and then there's a, a movie called Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I haven't seen that. Um, it looks pretty good. It's basically like he is a computer character in a video game like Grand Theft Auto. Oh. Where everybody okay. is just like the worst and there's like robbing stuff all the time and then he kind of decides to like fight back and stuff and it looks funny. Maybe if, we'll, if you say so, Chris. I mean, maybe in a future a future date when those movies come out, we'll watch the trailers for them or something like, and talk about them more. You I had love me that. at Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I actually have one trailer that I insist that we watch right now. Okay. And you have to watch it. We're cutting it close, Chris. I'll watch it. All right, let's watch it. Listeners, it's a red band rated R trailer. I'm not very excited for this. Hello? The Grudge. That's right. Like, The Grudge Grudge? They remade it. Oh, I hated no so interest. much of that. <laughs> oh. 
Why did you show that to me? All right, let's talk about Christmas movies now. All right. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize we had oh, what a yet. What a right turn after that. God, <laughs> oh, that was awful. Remake of The Grudge coming out in January. I can't wait. We're going to talk about our most favorite Christmas movies. We're just going to go around and say our most favorite, and then we're going to say one that we do not care for. Yes, I don't even go as... Yeah. Maybe hate. We'll see. Maybe hate. Maybe just supremely overrated. Yeah. Let's start with Jason. Okay. My favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone. I love Home Alone. Do you guys dislike Home Alone? I do. (laughs) You dislike Home Alone? I do. Wow, okay. I'm not a huge fan of slapstick humor. (laughs) I I wouldn't say it's necessarily slapstick. It is. It's all just about, like, beating up those robber guys. That's, like, tw- 20 minutes of the movie at the very end. I watch Home Alone every Christmas. I, well, let, me, let me explain what I like about it before I, I am attacked personally by Steph. <laughs> attacking you. <laughs> I think it's... Look, a lot of it, I feel like, might be tied to nostalgia of growing up, which is a lot of what people, I feel like, get out of Christmas movies in general. Yep. I love that movie. I think it's such a great premise. They found such a great cast... Macaulay Culkin is in like has such charm and charisma in that role as a little kid, which is so hard to get out of a little kid. Like so much lives or dies by his performance in that movie, and he is so good in it. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Chris Columbus. Oh. It was written and produced by uh, John Hughes, and it's just is so much fun. It's so much fun, and a fantastic score by John Williams. I also like it very much, Steph. I love it. I just. The whole booby trap things just goes on for so long, and I just get bored. And if I you don't, don't like booby traps, I then don't this think, isn't your movie. <laughs> I don't think you'll like this movie. It's not my movie. The only part part I dislike about it is when he prepares his meal when the, the wet bandits are coming to break into the house, and then the clock goes off right as he's about to take the first bite. I think it's like macaroni and cheese. Yeah, and it just, looks real and good. He just ditches it. Take a bite. The pizza in that movie looks good too. Everything looks good in that movie. I love that movie. Catherine O'Hara? When was the last time you watched it, Steph? The only time I've ever watched it all the way through was at the gym a couple months ago. (laughs) Well... In the cardio cinema. Oh, Steph. You you were in the cardio cinema for like two and a half hours? Yeah, I was. Steph had had a look of disgust the entire time I've been discussing this movie. No, I just don't like it. Well, you're going to have to watch it again. Well, it is my favorite Christmas movie. A lot of people really, really love it. All right, Steph. Well, I'm just not one of them. Why don't you tell us what your favorite Christmas movie yeah. is? A Christmas Story. Ah, your favorite. That's your favorite. My favorite. You could only watch one forever. My That's, favorite. Wow. Well, okay. Tell us more. My dad walked in when we were watching the Christmas Story once, and he was like, "You know how the little kid will rattle off what that gun is? He has never heard anything about it, but he sees that gun and is like, "That's a Officer Red Ryder combination. Do you want to get rid of my lay rifle? Just like the little kid does." And we're like. What? <laughs> Your dad knew the gun. My dad was that little kid. He looks like him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he sat down and he watched it and he laughed so hard. He never laughs at movies. Oh. And he knew everything that they were talking about. He was just like, I remember this so well. <laughs> that is, it has such like a great, that time period too, which has been like immortalized in our eyes, like with such nostalgia for like the Norman Rockwell era. Mm-hmm. Rockwellian, if you will. The leg lamp. 
The leg lamp. The bunny suit. The bunny suit. Well, my dad loved the bunny suit. Would you say that's the most um, influential Christmas movie ever made? Like, iconic as far as... No. Okay. No. Home well, Alone. Forget I said Probably. it. I think It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, that's probably oh, Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, my turn. My favorite is Jim Carrey's The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. So, <laughs> I will say that... It's your favorite? The nostalgia definitely plays a part. But I was very much raised by Jim Carrey movies. Yeah. And his humor, just like my family, we just love that. Like his, I don't know, he's just crazy. And like, we quote that movie all the time. It's really funny. And I know that some people don't like it, but I think it's great. What other elements do you like about it? It's just really funny. It's got some great lines. Dinner with myself. Can't cancel. Like when he's going through his planner. Yeah. And uh, when he's trying to figure out what to wear for the hubilation. Oh, hilarious. And, um. <laughs> You're an idiot. Like him. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. There's lots of good stuff. Good makeup work. Great makeup work. You know, when he's, uh, he's getting ready and he puts the red nose on his dog mm-hmm. and he, uh, pretends to be a director and, like, gives him, like, direction. Like, the Grinch gives his dog direction and then. The dog knocks the nose off, and he goes nuts. Jim Carrey is making fun of Ron Howard, who is the director of that movie, but he's, like, doing an impression of Ron Howard. Oh, that's that fun, moment. yeah. It's great. It's a great time. Do you want to know what my roommates said when I asked them? Oh, I do. For ideas? Yeah. Is yes. this our uh, number one listener? Yeah, our number one listener and uh, my other roommate. Interesting. Okay. Best, Grinch. Second roommate said, best, Grinch and Home Alone. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Wow. No Christmas story. Or Jason no. and I are in tune with the people. I'm surprised no one said Christmas Vacation. I know. I've seen it. Oh, it's great. It's really I funny. I haven't really seen it on the way it through. Chevy Chase? Yeah. It's the best uh, National Lampoon movie. All right. Now here comes all the hatred. All right. My least favorite Christmas movie is Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole no! Christmas. <laughs> I debated a couple. Look how loud we got. Yeah, yeah, that spiked really high. I debated a couple, and I had to land on that one. Go on. It's hard for me, with you sitting right there, for me to be (laughs) truthful. Don't be free. Nothing you say is going to affect how I feel about the movie. I really don't like it. I don't like the way he jokes about it. I remember when I first saw it in theaters, everyone loved it all around me. I was like a 12-year-old. I was the I was the prime target for that. Yeah. And I didn't like how... I mean, they, they do this with every kind of like adaptation like this, but they filled it with so much extra stuff to fill the runtime, and I didn't enjoy that. You didn't like the the sack race? Where no. He, or the shaving? Where, where he, he says, he shaves no him. child can beat the Grinch. You didn't like that line? I have wiped it from my memory. I love that line. I do not care for Jim Carrey's antics. And I will say this as someone who... antics. (laughs) In that movie, because I loved Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura and The Mask and Batman Forever were instrumental to my childhood and Dumb and Dumber. What what a run. What a two-year run. You don't really love him. I love Jim Carrey (laughs) so much, which is why I wanted more from him. I wanted (laughs) better. I wanted better from him. Well, he delivered, as our listeners will tell you. So... Well, that's just how I feel. I will admit, I have not seen it since that time. Since you were 12? You seen it once? <laughs> that was enough for me. Okay. I, it, I could how? stand a rewatch, but I just have never brought myself to it because of how much I, 
disliked it. How Maybe you were just having a bad day. Escape it if you wanted to. <sighs> I have put my foot down, and I will not watch it with people. Maybe you were just going through a bad puberty day or no, something. No, I had good. I had a good time in puberty. <laughs> <laughs> There's a drop for you. <laughs> in fact, I was, if anyone would have enjoyed that during their puberty, it would have been me. Man, I wish we had more time to talk about that. We don't, sadly. Steph. Steph. All the Hallmark movies. Ah, uh, well, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Do you have one in And particular? some of the Netflix ones that are just Hallmark movies, that same. Okay. Oh, well. She's Santa. It's a I've great premise. A Christmas Prince. You don't like that one? I. That was the one I was like, I've got to pick one, so I'll pick the Christmas Prince. Christmas Knight with a K? Now... <laughs> Christmas Knight. I just like that one. You liked that one. <laughs> I watched it in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> so you don't hate they all of them. They talked kind of slowly for more. or something. So wait, what is, do you have, I probably would have hated it. will you pick one that you absolutely hate the most? The Christmas Prince. Oof. They make bank with those Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh yeah. That's have why you... they make them. Uh, they're like $100 total that they spend on making that movie. And then they I like know. Breaking in. Um, some homework for the listeners and anyone here who hasn't seen it. You should watch the the Hallmark Christmas movie trailer parody from oh. SNL. It is fantastic, especially if you're pretty familiar with the tropes of those movies. They're spot on. You should watch that. I will. That's your homework, I will listeners. Watch it. All right, Chris, it's my turn now. Take us away. Mine is also a beloved one, so we'll see if I get any pushback from you guys. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Love Actually. Oh. Never seen it. I've never I seen that either. hate them. <laughs> it is so dumb. So <laughs> it's basically like, you know, the, the New Year's Eve movie where it has, like, you've got like 12 A-list celebrities and they're each in it for like 10 minutes. Yes. And then they did one for Valentine's Day. Mother's and Day. Mother's Day. Yeah. And um, so I think this is the first one that they did. But basically it's got like, 10 people and couples and they're all like in various stages of falling in love and it's all centered around Christmas but it sucks so (laughs) (laughs) one of the plot lines involves uh, the main guy from The Walking Dead oh Rick Rick and then cue card what's her name Kira Knightley Kira Knightley yeah you know what this is I've just seen uh, like so many memes so Kira Knightley is in a relationship with this guy and not Rick. Not Rick. And his best friend is like in love with her. Rick. It's Rick. Rick is in love with Kira Knightley. All right, I've got it lined up. Now. Best friend's girl, and he just shows up on her doorstep with like posters. One day, he like knocks on her door. She comes, and it's like, I can't say this out loud because I don't know. My best friend will hear me, and it's like kind of messed up to say in anyways. And he basically tells her he loves her. Wait, that's what that scene is doing? Yeah. I've seen was, that scene. I thought she was <laughs> deaf. No. And that's why not. he was doing that. No, it was she... like this romantic gesture. <laughs> I also didn't know why it was. I figured somebody was like in the other room. Yeah, his friend. Oh, God. That's romantic, though. To be honest, I True can't, love. I don't remember how that plot line resolves. <laughs> I don't remember I, uh, how, what happens it. with that. Your moral outrage just, but just maybe checked I out your brain. She, that they had gotten into a fight and they were making up. That's for sure what I thought. No. They're and not in a relationship. it might have had something to do with, like, she said she never wanted to hear anything from him again or something. That was what I was under the impression <sighs> of why that was oh going gosh. on. Okay. But I also have not seen it very many times because I watched it once. And was like, this is hot garbage. And so, and there's like a lot of really good, it's just really cheesy and corny. And like all those movies, I feel like 
are just kind of insulting to people. To the audience? Yeah. It's like, here's some here's some schmutz for you. Like, gobble this up. Don't you love this? Yeah, you do, you idiots. You just see, That's like, what Hallmark does. I just, I watch those movies and I see just, I can see the producers behind it just laughing at us. Yeah. And then look at the money we make off them. And a lot of people really like that movie. A so lot of people do. I hope none of our listeners are hurt by my strong words. Did you? Did any of our did listeners you know? uh, propose their least favorite? Die Hard, which she says she's never seen, but we oh. came home early last night, what? so she assumes it's bad. Okay, well, well, uh, it's, it's not, and she's wrong, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> she's never seen it. Can I also mention one that I considered was Elf? That you like you or like don't like? Dislike. Really? Oh, it's, but yeah, this is the thing. It's fine. And I think it's like pretty good. I just think it's a little overrated. That's why I ended up not picking it because I was like, no, Elf is pretty funny. What am I doing? Kind of like one of those. I was like, and then I remembered the Grinch because I, it took me a while because I blocked it from my memory because what a terrible experience <laughs> it, it was. In Did you know that I, I don't know, I've never seen Love Actually, so I don't know who the little kid in that, but apparently he's 13. Kira Knightley was 17. Oh my what? Yeah. Or 18. Because whatever I read the other night when we were watching The Phantom Menace, I looked up how old she was in that. She was 12. Oh, yeah. And then it, like, gave us this other little tidbit. Did you know that she was five years older than this kid in the movie, and she's playing an adult, and they're five years apart? Hollywood. Hollywood. Well, this is our Christmas-themed episode. We watched a horror movie trailer. <laughs> red band. <laughs> a red band horror movie trailer. God, there's like fingers getting cut off in that, Chris. You're lucky that we didn't pull it up on the laptop. It's way more gruesome. Oh, I hated every part of that. All right, we're back to work. Just in time for my meeting. Everyone say, uh, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Or happy holiday. Ooh. We're going to have another episode before. I know. No, no we're going to do it on Friday. Say bye. Bye.